Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. My executive order to stay at home that was issued last month is set to expire on April the 30th. And I will let it expire as scheduled. We're doing about 40% of the sales that we would normally be doing. That's about almost $3 million in sales that we've lost since the crisis started. Most people have the good sense not to go to a crowded movie theater, but a few people won't. And so eventually, say a month from now, you'll see big increases in those areas where people have acted contrary to science. There's no uh, state in America that has embraced the American dream like Texas has. So it's very heartening to have the governor roll out this initiative to let the businesses take their responsible place to go back to work and at the same time protect the health of our public. The governor has decided it's time to get Texas back to work. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of KRLD In-Depth. I'm Austin York. Governor Greg Abbott has announced that Texas restaurants, retailers, malls, and movie theaters will be allowed to reopen with certain restrictions. With my new executive order, all retail stores, restaurants, movie theaters, and malls can reopen May the 1st. Now, to minimize the spread of COVID-19 during phase one, on the advice of doctors, I am limiting occupancy to no more than 25%. This is a proven business strategy. It's exactly the type of practice successfully used by HEB and Home Depot. The extent to which this order opens up businesses in Texas supersedes all local orders. If phase one works while containing COVID-19, phase two will expand that occupancy to 50%. Further increases will be allowed in the future so long as COVID-19 remains contained. Something important to remember, this order allows these businesses to reopen. It does not require them to do so. If a business owner feels unsafe opening at this time or for other reasons doesn't want to reopen, there's no requirement to do so. Additionally, all museums and libraries can open under the same 25% capacity. However, interactive areas of museums with hands-on exhibits must remain closed at this time. And again, this is 
permission to open, not a requirement. Some libraries and museums are operated privately or by local governments or universities. It's up to them to decide if they are able to open. The state will work to open its libraries and museums by May 1 or soon thereafter. Now a lot of business in Texas is done by sole proprietors. They can safely return to work now. The guidance in this book and online provides safe standards for sole practitioners. Also, churches and places of worship, they were kept open under the existing executive order. But effective May the 1st, they will be able to expand their capacity even more. We do, however, emphasize the importance of safe distancing practices to ensure that church members remain protected from COVID-19. This is exactly the kind of news that Jeff Mosley, who's the president and CEO of Texas Association of Businesses, wanted to hear. Carol D's John Little spoke with him following the governor's orders. Now, the Texas Association of Business was pleased that the governor has a very thoughtful proposal on how to bring Texans back to work. You know, we, we've got so many small businesses and they employ about 7 million Texans. So it's, it's always good news when there's a combination of medical best practices along with common sense to let Texans get back to their jobs. How tough is this, uh, yeah, just to walk this line here? Because it's obvious that we've got a crisis on, on both ends here, the medical crisis, and it's undeniable that there is a, a crisis as well when it comes to economics in, in this state and all across the country. How difficult do you think it is to walk this line? There's no doubt about it that Texas has really complied fully with all the health practices on shutting down and putting their businesses into a slumber. Texas businesses have fully complied and now they're ready to get back and engage. And so it's exciting because, you know, we have 2.7 million small businesses employing almost 5 million people. And these are folks that are really just ready now and motivated to go back to work and to have some hope that a job gives. With the restrictions on the number of people that can be in a certain establishment, 25%, how do you hope that your businesses deal with that time, those couple weeks as a, as a ramping back up to, to try to get their uh, best practices in order to keep everybody safe? The governor's proposal is very, very balanced, and it does talk about first and foremost is the safety of the business owner and the safety of the people that use that business. That's that's the guiding light. And then secondly, to use data. And that data will show us if there's an area that some businesses are falling behind, then there'll be an opportunity to go back and adjust the best practices within that sector. But it's a very well thought out initiative and it does give the businesses tremendous responsibility. What's your thought on some of these businesses that aren't going to be allowed to open up until at least the middle of this month, we're talking barbershops, hair salons, bars, and gyms. What do you tell them during this time to, to encourage them through as this fight continues on for them? Well, I know these small business owners have to be extremely frustrated, as are the clients like my wife and myself. I mean, we're ready to get back into the salon. At the same time, we know the governor has used healthcare professionals to guide this reopening I would just say that there is a lot of light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, keep the faith, and uh, we will be in a 
really good place in a, in a matter of days. What kind of resources do you provide your members in order to help them through this time? Uh, what kind of guidance and, and things like that do you offer? Well, first of all, our website, textbiz.org, has a full toolkit for both our members and just our friends that want to go there and understand how to use the various tools of the federal government and the state government. Uh, secondly, we do have committees that are working and they talk specifically about issues related to workforce and related to health care and related to some of the policy. So we're very pleased that even though we can't always be in the same room together, we do know how to use these technology platforms. It's time to go back to work. We're Texans and we're industrious and we're very, very proud. And, and there's no uh, state in America that has embraced the American dream like Texas has. So it's very heartening to have the governor roll out this initiative to let the businesses take their responsible place to go back to work and at the same time protect the health of our public. Of course, the main concern is that this move to reopen the state is coming far too soon. Following the governor's announcement, Texas Democrats responded, saying the governor's orders puts everyone in danger. I believe we are putting the cart before the horse during this crisis and should be more thoughtful instead of just uh, moving, moving down this path in the way that we are doing it. I, I appreciate the words of caution and the nod to medical experts, but I'm, I'm a, I continue to look for um, the opinion of those who have been leading when it comes to shutting down the level, levers of this economy for the sake of public safety. Dr. Emily Williams-Knight, the CEO of the Texas Restaurant Association, thinks this is a great first step Operating at 25% capacity for an extended period of time is not practical for many restaurants. Absolutely not. And I think if it was a sustained reality, we'd be having a very different conversation. But we have to remember we've gone through six weeks, and right now we're at that moment where we're crossing that line into being able to reopen, and we want to stay reopened. So if you were coming today and saying for six months we'd have a 25% or 50%, I think we'd have a very different conversation. I think today, though, starting at this and seeing the most important piece was that we kept all the waivers we secured. So we had a waiver for curbside alcohol. We secured a waiver for bulk retail items. So you have a lot of farmers um, coming and bringing their product now to be sold by restaurants to help to get that supply chain moving. We are selling everything from milk and eggs to beans and rice to help our grocery partners. So keeping all of that in place while we slowly rebuild the inside of our dining room capacity we also can still do drive-through, takeout, carry-out, curbside. And we've seen some of the incredible demand already. So I really think by bringing diners back in this fashion that we will get back to profitability. And nobody will tell you we could sustain this type of capacity for very long. Knight says expect this to take some time for things to get back to normal. You know, we, we really imagine that we can just simply start to go back to our distributors and reorder everything we did before. Um, that's not the reality today. The supply team really was broken as this occurred. And that goes all the way back to the farmers and ranchers. So giving that time, um, which is why we really asked for about a week's heads up, which is almost in line with the guidance today. So we're gonna have some time to get on our feet. Um, I think employees, I think that we have about 700,000 jobs already lost through the end of this month. That's an extraordinary number of people. And so trying to make sure we can get them back and those that need to be retrained or trained um, and prepared, I think they're eager to come back. We've already seen some initial excitement by employees that they can soon return to work. But I think putting all those elements in place, I, I like to say it's really opening a restaurant for the first time right now, but you have the last six weeks hanging on you as well. And in some cases you have lots of areas you didn't have before like delivery and curbside that you're also gonna to try to manage through this. So 
are restaurants getting all those pieces right? Um, I think that's where I come back to asking our customers for the grace and um, understanding that they've given us through this. Um, and I know together that we will get back to where we were. Um, it's going to take us some time, but we will get back there. Now, Bill Bain is the founder of Fish City Grill and says it's not just about making money again, but trying, however difficult, to get back to normal life. When this was first announced, when the, when the crisis started yeah, about uh, a month ago, we thought it was going to be a two-week or three-week thing, and, and uh, it's obviously lasting longer than we thought, but we're just excited that we're ready to start getting back to business with some normalcy and just incredibly grateful for the customers that have supported not only our restaurants, but all, all independent restaurants in general. Just been a good outpouring of, uh, of care and concern and commitments to return uh, to our dining rooms as soon as they can. Now, speaking of money, Bain says this virus has done a number on his restaurants. We are doing about 35, we're doing about 40% of the sales that we would normally be doing. And that's for the whole system, for our whole fish city grill system, that's about almost $3 million in sales that we've lost since the crisis started. So it's been significant. Um, we've kept our restaurants open. Um, just ate, just we just thought that's what we need to do to be good neighbors in the neighborhood. And and honestly, keeping our restaurants open, we lose less money than if we would just shut them down completely. So it's been a, a money-losing proposition, obviously. And the goal was to lose as little as possible until we can get back up and running. Now, of course, some restaurants are going to be squeamish to open. They're not going to want to do it. We asked Knight how many restaurants are going to open. I know that there are a lot of restaurants that were waiting to see what the guidance was. Um, if we look at other states like Alaska or Georgia that have gone before us, um, many have chosen to wait on the sidelines. They want to wait to see how um, things unfold. I think that where you might see things different is that we've got a number of days advance notice not all restaurants have to open on the same day. So just because they can open May 1st, they don't have to. We know we have 2% that have already indicated in the latest survey data that have closed permanently. 6% more were expected to close permanently by the end of the month. And so our hope now is that with the new federal funding coming down and being available today, and the work we're doing to improve some of the loan forgiveness options with our congressional leaders, that we will be able to save more restaurants and help them through this process. So I think that you also, you know, the idea that we're going county by county will also be very helpful. So in places where we haven't seen it, the number of cases or the same level of risk, giving them an opportunity to go ahead with the proper minimum guidelines, I think will be the right answer. Um, I think in probably another week, we'll be able to give you a good estimate of, of who we think will definitely open over the next couple of weeks and uh, who may be closed for good. This is definitely the worst you know, impact or event we've ever seen on our sector. So I think it's almost too early to tell. Of course, the million-dollar question is, is this too soon? Knight was asked about any concerns. Yeah, actually, I don't I don't think it's actually moving as quickly maybe as it feels. Um, and I, what I mean by that, by the 25% on May 1st, and then the next, this executive order goes until the 18th of May. So we really have about 17 days, um, and you add in the dates up until the 1st, and you're almost looking at three weeks of data. And so as people start to begin to reopen, retail is now curbside um, this week. And so we've had some other state parks are open. Um, so there's been some, some qualifying events, I think, that would lead. I think the part that's going to be critical is the testing and tracing. Um, he has a goal to 
to very quickly get to 30,000 tests a day. Uh, we are doing between 15 and 20. So ramping that up as quick as we can. Um, I think you heard him walk through the boxing in element, which is identifying very quickly if we have someone that's COVID positive, how we trace those they were interacting with, and then how we essentially block them in or box them in to contain it. So, you know, I think when it comes to what, what the health experts you know, believe could or couldn't happen. That's probably left for the health experts. I think in our, our realm, we are doing our best to make sure that the guests that do come in and that minimal number meet those requirements that were developed between the various health leaders on that task force and strike force. And, um, you know, I think as well as we're doing those wellness checks on every employee as they come in, that will also give us a good indicator, which is something we don't have in place today. So I think we will play our part in that as well and follow that very, very closely. Now, phase two could come as early as May 18th. Abbott says state. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 